the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. One of the things I've always been proud of about America and America's position in the world is that we were unlike any of the other countries. We were not a country that was built on a system of government at the top, people at the bottom. As you watch this doddering old dimwit celebrate both the monarchy in England, which I find to be atrocious, I find it to be atrocious. I think it is something that is just an ignorance of today's society. How we pretend there is royalty in this world. How we pretend there is a system of, of, a, of a compassionate monarchy. It isn't. And the evils and the ills that the royal family represents is despicable to me. It's not just that they're vile to look at. It's that the history of the royal family is that of absolute tyranny. So when I see Americans kiss up to these inbred dimwits, it nauseates me, and it shows the ignorance of so many, I'm sorry to say, but so many middle-aged women and so many ignorant men that would have some sort of fantasy that the Queen of England is actually royal and the monarchy is anything but tyrants. You know, most of the people don't understand in this time where I have to listen to these idiots rewrite history and talk of this critical race theory by these children who don't understand the actual history, either of the countries that sold the slaves, their own citizens, captured them and sold them, and the ships that actually brought them over were not American ships. They were owned by the king. They were owned by England. England was a slave-trading nation. It's a despicable a despicable example of everything wrong in society when you when you can go over and talk about how wonderful it is to see the queen and her big derriere as you pretend that her blood is somehow more important than yours. So I love the idea that our forefathers said, I'm not going to listen to this kind of nonsense and I'm going to fight him with a pitchfork and I'm going to fight for the freedom. And there was only a third of us. The other two-thirds, like every other problem we have, just get dragged along by their sling blade hairdos as they have no idea what's important. And now we're watching these idiots that pretend to be American president and first lady. Idiots. As they go around and humiliate the history of this country, as they kiss the big blue-blooded derriere of the queen and the other cartel tyrants of the world. I find it sickening. And the polls will come out and the Marxist propaganda, how America is so well respected. It's pitied, not respected. 
It's a disgrace what's going on in Europe right now. It really is. From Joe Biden and his moronic claims. This brings me to the U.S. President Joe Biden, who's arrived in the U.K. for the G7 meetings, where he'll catch up with our own prime minister as well as the other leaders. Now, while he's in the U.K., Biden, of course, the commander in chief of the American armed forces, he addressed some U.S. troops. And as you would expect, the commander in chief spoke to them about global security threats. And the main challenge for the soldiers that they would be having... And I think when he was speaking about this, his little, his little speech to them about national security threats, I think perhaps the main challenge for the soldiers might have been keeping a straight face. Now, I should have told you that I had to get this report from Australia because the American media is hiding how ridiculous this fool is. They're hiding just exactly what an absolute donkey's derriere he's making out of himself and this country. When I went over in the tank in the Pentagon when I first was elected vice president with President Obama, the military sat us down to let us know what the greatest threats facing America were, the greatest physical threats. This is not a joke. You know what the Joint Chiefs told us the greatest threat facing America was? Global warming. Really? Moron? That was 2009. What's global warming done to you since 2009? What has their predictions done for 60 years? 70, really. Everything they've said, they've been absolutely and unequivocally wrong. And this is more of that phony science that they want you to believe they wield or that they are or that they represent rather than just another weapon of taxation. That's all this is. And that's why this idiot is spewing it, because he has to justify his takeover of the American economy, of your right to life, of your future of kids yet to be born. It's, it's truly disgusting. And if that's not sickening enough, I've got his idiot wife. And I'm sorry, is that disrespectful? Well, she's what is she? The first birther is it the birther. What is it, Johnny Rocket? No, it's birthing person. She's the first birthing person. And here's this buffoon as she wants to tell you. How we're back now. She's wearing, and by the oh, way, the she's love. wearing the message on the back of her jacket. Where did she come up with that idea? Where did she come up with that idea? From the only, the last first lady that didn't make you a dry heave in your mouth. So now she's Melania Trump. Honey, let me tell you something. Not if you had Joan Rivers plastic surgeons could you be Melania Trump. global conference and we're trying to uh, bring unity across the globe and I think that's important right now that people have feel a sense of unity from for all the countries and feel a sense of hope after this year of the pandemic what she is doing what Joe Biden is doing what these pseudo intellectual tyrants are doing is creating a Marxist cartel they are discussing how to rule the citizens in all the countries with an iron fist that's what's going on right now in Europe as a bunch of politicians who have achieved nothing in their actual lives. Nothing. They built nothing. They created nothing. They ran nothing of any significance. But yet here they are, the most powerful people on the planet, and they are deciding how to destroy a system where the citizens have any freedoms or any property rights or any idea of exactly what liberty is. That's what they're doing. They are celebrating 
The greatest year in the tyrant's history since the dawn of man itself. This is the year when all the citizens went to their knee and bended to these political whores. And this is where the corruption is really going on. We have no idea the schemes and the plans that they're talking about and the way in which they are going to take away the future for our kids we have yet to to even meet. Our great-grandchildren will not be able to work their way out of this kind of devastation to our country, to our world, to our world. So as they talk about how they can make America more like Europe and how they can pretend to be royalty as they kiss the derriere of a murderous slave trading family. And if you care to look it up, it was the East India Trading Company that was a shill company for the king as he sent slaves all around the world, captured in their own country, by the way, imprisoned by their own country. And instead of our country being recognized as the first one to get rid of it, the first one to get rid of the concept of slavery, we are now the bad guys in this versus England, where all the Democrats are are loving. They just love the way it's run. Joe Biden just loves it. After all, the biggest threat to the world is global warming. Idiots. Because there'll be significant population movements, fights over land, millions of people leaving. And you know, it's funny, you know, you know where there's population movements, people leaving are, are states and countries run by this philosophy. The philosophy of the Marxist is where people are moving from, has nothing to do with the weather. In fact, I think the weather's kind of nice in, in, in most of these South American countries, yet they all seem to be moving. Where are they moving to, dummy? And when they get to America, where do, where do they primarily, primarily move from once they're here for a generation or two? from states that are run by this idiot's philosophies. You know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't think that the rest of the world wants Marxism. Maybe we shouldn't assume that the citizens in these countries that are run by these corrupt political whores are happy. Maybe we think too small. Maybe we should be start spreading the idea of liberty across the world and reestablish this country as it was first established, as the country that stood up to these iron-fisted tyrants and fought for our freedom, fought for our freedom. And I don't mean the kind of fighting that's going on right now as Mitt Romney is cutting deals for an infrastructure plan. Yeah, good old Mitt. He's in there cutting his deals with his magic underpants, and he's only going to spend about a trillion, too. I'm going to give the Republicans a little bit of advice. I've heard recently from a dear friend of mine that you'd be surprised the people who listen to Sean Thompson show. Granted, it's a little difficult for Misty Callahan to get, uh, get guests because I tend to argue with them, but that's a whole other story. But... We do get some powerful Republicans that listen to the show. From what I understand, they're in Wisconsin. So I'm going to help them in this, in this bill, this infrastructure bill. You want to stand for something and rebuild your party on the idea of fighting tyranny and fighting fascism? Do not touch the infrastructure bill. Let them shove it down the throats of the American people in all of their corruption and all of their incompetence. And then as it fails, and it will, and it has already and inflation is through the roof already, whether they want to talk about it or not, they will wear the failure that is the Biden administration. In effect, for what? 
four and a half months. But first, let's get the read from Susan Lee about how far and widespread these price hikes are. Hey, Susan. Hey there, Neil. Yeah, we're paying a lot more these days. Numbers confirming it this morning with consumer prices rising at the fastest pace in 13 years. Consumers are spending because they're armed with stimulus checks, while shortages of labor and materials make goods even more expensive. So it made the consumer price index jumping 5%. That's the fastest increase since August 2008. And as you mentioned, if you strip out volatile energy and food, still the biggest jump since 1992. Gas prices were up by more than 50% from last year. See, pretty soon, even the morons, the morons that vote Democrat will be able to figure this out because they'll be harmed the first. They're going to be able to look at this and say, this socialism is expensive. Prices for used cars and trucks driving a third of the rise in the overall index. Car and truck rental prices doubling from 2020, while plane tickets are 25% more expensive. So do you think this is adding to America's reputation in America? I mean, in, in the world? Or are we simply showing the world we, too, are run by incompetent Marxists? that are ignorant to their failure as they're insulated from the very burden of taxation and spending they put on us, the people. I'm wondering, do you think we are gaining, pers- uh, gaining some sort of standing in the world? Or am I right? And we're an absolute and total joke as we've pawned off this diaper-wearing fool. And if you think I'm wrong, take a look at some of the clips as he tries to walk on grass. It's insane. It's like watching a baby do the tango. It's ridiculous. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Love it. Love it. One of my favorites of all time. He really is. I keep hearing this, this notion that people are pointing to a stock market and they think the bottom is going to... When's the bottom going to fall out? Well, they're idiots. Those are idiots that don't understand. There have been difference by the SEC seizing selling rules. So that the market that's underwritten by the moron who probably doesn't even own stock will never go anywhere. But when your baseline costs go up, that is, in essence, a problem. Unless you're rich. Rich people don't care. Gas went up 50%. They don't care corn goes up 100%. They don't care lumber goes up 300%. They're rich. So all of these idiots who point to these handouts, this welfare system... This shuck and jive Marxism where they sit on their fat derrieres for 300 a week and sell their dignity while they wait for free food and free health care and free school. That is the bottom falling out, stupid. It's not going to happen where you wake up, oh, the stock market's down 7,000. That doesn't matter if you don't have any stocks. It's about what's the cost to the citizen. What are the policies that are taking away the strength, the buying power of your dollar? And by the way, what are the taxation that is coming when you hear a president say the greatest threat to mankind is a fake science and their only answer is to take more of your money and make more taxation on all of those goods you need? This is why the willful ignorance of a Biden voter sickens me. Not just because he's feeble and diaper-wearing and incompetent or his wife is a dimwit. It's because do you not know the basic understanding of the quality of your life? Or are you so covetous you just want to see Joe Biden and the rest of the Marxists around the world tear down other people? Because in a new poll, USA Today, 70% of Americans support a higher tax rate on the rich. 
What they don't understand is through these IRS leaks, which, by the way, the IRS has been weaponized, and the IRS is a Democrat apparatchik that works hand in glove as it has every time a Democrat's in office. And I've got an Obama clip from that scandal in case you forgot it. They don't understand there's a difference between wealth and income, like so many morons out there. And they also don't understand that right now, rich people aren't doing anything. In fact, the vast majority of them are liquidating or they're putting their assets in long-term hold patterns. And that is the futilization, the futile existence of stagflation when an idiot is in office. Every time they get in office, you're going to raise taxes. Do you not understand there's a difference between income and wealth, number one? Number two, the top 10% of actual people with jobs that make money pay all the taxes, 80, 82% of all taxes are made from the top 10%. Those are people making 120 grand a year. That's who pays all the taxes. And all of those people who hate themselves because they can't figure out how to make more and they just want to tax other people, you're going to pay more taxes too. It doesn't work. So when the IRS leaks documentation of, of wealthy people who have no income or they are, are generating so much income, and I'm not a Bezos fan, f- fan on any level, none. But what that one man has done for employment and the betterment of life and society itself, he should be respected on a a massive level. What happens if one day he says, I don't want to do it anymore? What if he just says, I don't want to do it anymore? You think it's going to be some some boomtown imagination in your head like it was in 1920? Ooh, it'll be great. There'll be mom and pop stores. That's not the case. That's a sales pitch. That's not the case. Many mom and pop stores have popped open because they're selling on Amazon. It's been a tremendous asset to entrepreneurs. Once again, it's more misinformation and propaganda. But this idea that we are, we are complacent, as before our very eyes, policies are being implemented that will take away your wealth in the future and your child's hopes and dreams by all of these people who preach this, this utopia, this statist utopia that they can never deliver. And by the way, they have one thing in common when they're in office. You know what that is? The IRS all of a sudden starts to go after their enemies. Do you notice that? All of a sudden they start to leak information. They give it to specific uh, prosecutors in New York so they can go after ex-presidents. It's a nauseating system when you realize that the IRS is working against every working man, every working woman, as long as, as, long as they're not voting for Democrats, that is. Because the Democrats, like Tom Steyer, they never seem to have any problem. Never, ever seem to have a problem. Mark, Darian. Thank you very much for taking my call. Can I just make a quick constructive comment from the Republican Party? They need a more relevant mascot. Look what the Dems got. They got the jackass. Perfect. We've got the elephant, and after two bushes, that elephant's flatlined. It's it's forgetting. Uh, So today you happen to mention Mitt Romney, and I've had him in the back of my mind. A possum would be... Very indicative of where the Republican Party stands. Crawl around, backstab, um, try to take down Trump. And the physical resemblance to Mitt Romney is uncanny, I have to say. Mitt Romney went a long way on the misrepresentation of exactly what a a lowlife his old man was, number one. And he goes around and gets elected after he destroys places he was elected the first time. What he did in Massachusetts is a disgrace. He he is the he really had the blueprint for Obamacare, which was an absolute and total failure and nothing but an excuse to tax the people in Boston. It was it was despicable what he did there. 
And now he, where does he go? He goes to the Mormon paradise, where they think they're going to get some planet. They got their burlap underpants on, and they vote for him because he's a high priest. It's pathetic. He should be thrown out. He's a disgrace, Mark. And until Republicans have an understanding of what the principles are, we're going to be more and more of this futility. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Can't wait for him to meet Putin. Can't wait. I only wish I have a I have a dear Russian friend that I am going to pay to interpret any sound because I am not going to believe what the uh, propaganda in America says what Putin does. And of course, that's if he can hold in the laughter when he meets diapers Biden. Mary in Lombard, I'm reading what you're going to say, and uh, I don't think it's going to go well. But let's see. How are you, Mary? Hi. Hi. Oh, that, well, that, that surprised me. I thought you would agree with that. I'm so tired of the term uh, global warming, and uh, we've overpopulated Mother Earth. And Wrong. Way, way. <laughs> well, Mary, I mean, here's the problem. Factually, it's, that's completely wrong. Did you know that you could take every human being on the Earth and put them in Texas and have the density of Manhattan? Mm, America, no, no, I mean. America is 6% developed. 6%. So we we are not. Was, in fact, we are we are for overpopulating. That that wasn't what I was suggesting. Well, that's what they always say because they're idiots. They always right. say that, and they always shove this idea that the global warming is happening when, in fact, it's cooling. There are numerous scientists. There's over nine thousand that have signed as recently as eighteen months ago. There's thirty five thousand that signed in the early two thousands. Their predictions that they made in the nineties were that by two thousand and twelve, the Earth would be uninhabitable without certain suits, and they, it would be right. so hot in Central America you wouldn't, or in in America you wouldn't be able to live. It, they're just they're just simply wrong. And what they're doing is the chicken little fear in the same fashion they did over COVID so that they could gain that strength over us. But factually, they are unequivocally wrong on every prediction. They have not made one prediction. And we are underpopulated as a society and as a country specifically. This country, you know, they're going to talk about infrastructure. Why aren't they talking about expanding the fact that only 6% of the entire country is developed? We have areas in our own state that are not developed. So this is something, you know, Mary, we have to become experts on, right? So there's a book out there, and it's an old book. It's not a new book. It's by Brian Sussman, I believe is, is how you say his name. It's called Climate Gate. After the predictions that were made in 2007 and 2008 and promoted by this idiot, Biden and Obama, and how absolutely and totally wrong they were, nothing they say means anything to me, and if people knew exactly how wrong they were they would laugh at them when they open their mouth now the problem is most people don't and they listen to them and they want to you know have the argument on their lie it is a lie global warming does not exist and it is not man-made if you're talking about temperature changes and the flow of what's going on that is because of the earth and its rotation around the sun and there is nothing we can do about that except hang on that has nothing to do with us They've, they've somehow convinced society and the world that what we exhale, which, by the way, is what plants live on, is somehow a pollutant that they can control. It is a diabolical evil scheme, and too many people buy it. But, Mary, I appreciate the call, and please do read the book, and please think about this. We're only 6% developed. Do you know how much right, we right, need? But, but, you just, but, but I made one other comment, too, about, sure. about this enormous illegal immigration into our country mm-hmm. is also sucking the life out of 
Mother America, which belongs to our oh, and our your assumption, your assumption goes that the illegal immigration and 100 percent of them are going to be the, who the Democrats think they are, which is welfare Democrat voters. But I'm going to I'm going to prove you a little bit wrong. And I don't mean this with any disrespect, Mary, but I want to li- I want you to listen to this clip and I want you to listen to the name in the clip. OK. So where is the clip from Chicago? Here it is. Chicago police officer who died shortly after saving a man's life has been recognized for his bravery and courage. WGN's Mike Lowe is joining us now with the incredible story of Officer Izzy Martinez. Mike? Ray and Mike, a good evening to both of you. Officer Martinez only served on the police force for five years, but in that short time, he saved four lives. Today, he was posthumously honored for what his fellow officers called his heroic efforts. To his fellow cops, Chicago police officer Israel Martinez always seemed like a hero, someone sent to watch over the city. Last month, he went above and beyond when he successfully applied his Chicago Police Department Lemar training to help a juvenile who had sustained puncture wounds. By the age of 27, he was credited with saving four lives. He saved so many lives and he had so many more, but his time has come. This is Martinez after saving the life of a 15-year-old boy who had been stabbed last February. I applied a chest seal and conducted a sweep of the body to make sure nowhere else was bleeding. Photos of Martinez often showed him with his vest on and the first aid kit front and center, a symbol perhaps that he was not only willing to absorb the city's pain, but also to relieve it. He actually would purchase lots of medical stuff in order to help and save many more people. 27 years old, saved four Chicagoans' lives. Chicago police officer, son of an immigrant. The idea that we think that a bunch of immigrants are bad for the country is, is, is ridiculous. When you look at the American Democrat Party, what we need are good immigrants. Someone's got to pick up the slack for what we already have that have decided to turn over their dignity to the state. And by the state, I mean the government decided to be those welfare recipients, those loyal Democrat voters. What we need are more people like this officer, the son of an immigrant. You hear when I have calls, you hear I have calls from many immigrants from Eastern Europe, former Soviets. Are they the best Americans or is it just me? Do they work the hardest or is it just me? You know, don't, don't, don't become a bigot against people who want to be in America because they love it, because they want to be free. We need all we can get, all we can get. We need less people of the character of a Democrat, an American Democrat. What they should do is work out some sort of an exchange system. After all, the, the philosophy they want to rule over America is the one that the immigrants are fleeing. Maduro, they love the Venezuelan policies. Well, instead of changing America, go over there and see how it is yourself. Ask a Cuban who risked his life, to, doesn't see his family, to swim 90 miles on a tire for, for liberty. Those are the best Americans in this country. Not the American welfare baby who can't wait to vote Democrat every election cycle and just wants something for nothing. College for free, school for free, health care for free. That's the worst American on the planet. So when you see these people come over and it's despicable and I see it and I'm outraged by the sex trafficking, the cartels and the drugs. These are all specific topics. Somewhere in there is somebody like Officer Martinez. Somewhere in there. And that's what's going to save that man. That, that son of an immigrant saved four, four lives. I only hope one of them lives up to who he was and died at 27 years old. So I'm not, I'm, I, it's never a blanket solution for an individual problem. 
America should have an open immigration system that vets the people and make sure that these are the people we get here. After all, that's how that that's what it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be a safe haven for people who live under the rules of fascists like Joe Biden. We're lucky that he's old and dimwitted. Because if he had his faculties and this same ideology, we'd have a lot harder time. And it's only been four months, and he's basically destroyed every option we have. Every sense of individual property rights and liberty and freedom. He can't take it fast enough. He's got a team of Marxists working on how to take it. It's pathetic. All right, I promise I'll get to your calls. Colleen, we're going to talk. You want to talk real estate, we'll talk. 312-642-5600. I have two lines open when I get back. All right, so listen, well, I have more Cuban friends than Raul Castro, and one of mine who likes to eat food out of tinfoil reminded me Haiti is the closest country to Cuba, yet you don't see a, a Haitian in Cuba. They don't break into Cuba. He's exactly right, and I wish he'd eat better. All right, now Mark in Evanston has a good point. Mark, go ahead. I, I thought I hit it out of the park with Officer Martinez, but there's always one in the crowd, and they're normally from Evanston. Go ahead. You want to point out that I'm wrong. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you seem to be focused on the people coming across the southern border, and they're only one-third of the people I who are coming here illegally. I understand. One-third. Why do yeah. you people on the right always focus on the southern border? Most well, people that are here chaos. illegally because come here chaos. over on a visa. What, you're exa- you're, I'm, not discount- I'm not discounting you. And what I and said how was— how do you tell a good person from a bad person, uh, you know, who's going to come over here and work hard and who's not? The how way that you're—where are your ancestors from, Mark? You don't sound like a, like a chip, Chippewa to me. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I hate the Evanston people. They truly are wretched, and their wives are normally ugly. Um, but the reality is we have a system in place. How you tell a good person from a bad person is there used to be a system where they took an oath where they would not— be on any kind of public service or public aid, but that's before we had a welfare system that lured people into giving up their dignity. So there are systems that we have had. You can always have a vetting system. I want to let as many people in as possible, and I want welfare reform. So maybe we can take Americans that have sold their dignity. You know, you know, you know who I'm talking about, have sold their dignity. They tend to vote Democrat, though, so we're probably not going to get that welfare reform. And maybe inspire them to have the dignity to maybe build their own lives through achievement rather than waiting for more free stuff from the Elizabeth Warrens out there and from the other socialists and Marxists in Evanston who look at people with a pathetic contempt who do not feel they are equal to them and they can't compete with them. So they feel that they must pander to them. And that's how they sleep at night. Well, they themselves, for the vast majority, are waiting for a distribution from a trust fund and have amounted to anything in their own life. Pathetic. Tim Palatine. Yeah, Hi, Sean, I love your show. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's got to be controls on all of this, whether it be the, you know, uh, maybe an interview and uh, it's got to be legal, but they, they have to assimilate. And if there's a responsibility for citizenship, I've got a friend that's from Switzerland and they actually, what you have to pick out a town where you want to live 
and you go through a series of interviews in the town elders, and if you're not responsible or you just think you're going to go in and buy yourself in there or not be responsible for yourself, you're not going to become a citizen of Switzerland. I don't know any other country that has open borders like we do. Well, well, that's what we, we used to have that. You used to have to be sponsored. You had to get a job. You couldn't go on any sort of welfare. But, you know, we've, we've to a certain extent, built a system that lures people here, especially when you look at the reality of how our people who live on strictly government benefits and government cheese, they live to the caliber of people that make between fifty and seventy-five thousand a year, depending on how many kids they have. So, to a certain extent, how could you? I, I, I understand that we have built a system that incentivizes people to live poorly. They make money doing so, and it's a disgraceful system. So, until you reform welfare and you create a system where people can be a, a functioning part of the society, you're going to have this ongoing problem. And guys who live in Evanston will never understand that their philosophy that they promote in this country is why these people flee these socialist, Marxist, communist hellholes around the world. They don't understand it. And because, you know what, the reality later, is... it's going to all collapse. Of course it is. Because when I look at somebody, no matter where they're from, no matter what race, I think of them like me. They can do anything I did. They're men. They can do anything. And women, they can do anything. I don't pity them. I don't feel I have to take away from somebody else to give to them. But this is the ideology. This is the psyche of the Marxist. He has to give rights to somebody and take them from another. He doesn't understand the foundation and the principles of Americanism. He doesn't understand that what built this country, what made it great, wasn't government spending, wasn't welfare, wasn't infrastructure, wasn't free health care, it wasn't free schools. It was the fact that people could come here and reap the rewards of their labor. It was their property and their work. And that's why, you know what they really hate? Is the immigrants that come here from the former Soviet Union and start a company out of a truck and in five years become millionaires. They hate those people. And why do you think that is? Because they prove them wrong. Not only that, they know the socialists and communists and who they are. That's why they know. That's why they hate them. That's why they hate capitalism. Colleen, do we have time for Colleen? Colleen, real quick. How are you, Colleen? Yeah, great, Sean. Um, thanks for taking the call. I'm just really eager to, to get your take on this because, you know, this whole real estate explosion over the past several months, talk to friends, relatives, contacts. Oh, yeah, I had 10 offers. And the next thing, you know, a couple of these people are telling you, not only did I have 10 offers, the last offer was 20% over or higher, and they paid in cash. And I'm just kind of scratching my head, like, wait a minute. Okay, people really saved that much money during, you know, COVID. But yeah. now I'm starting to see articles and they're like the Atlantic, Wall Street Journal, some other thing I tapped into. And it's like, no, these are like giant corporations. Are they backed by the Federal Reserve? That's what I want to know. Hedge funds are getting out. Well, well, in some cases they are. But hedge funds, you have to remember, are, are, are leery of the market. So they're diversifying into real estate. So, so in some cases, they're funds. In some cases, they're wealthy people who understand the kind of taxation. They also understand the tax benefits to owning real estate. But you also have to remember, you've got to be very specific in areas. There are flight to quality areas. And mostly in bad states, you could pick any good neighborhood they're selling at market prices of 20 years ago. So in blue states, the real estate is not popping. It's barely breaking even. In red states, they're growing and they're permanently moving. And those red states are not a bubble because those are actually people who are buying cash and moving there because they're seeking freedom and low taxation. 
That's why Florida is booming Texas and the rest of them, and Illinois is losing taxpayers. I've had a great time. We're going to be back in four minutes. I've got a guest that's going to solidify everything we talked about, and maybe even for the Oak Park Trust Fund babies and the Evanston self-loathing Marxists when we get back. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. Marxists all around the world celebrate the Biden administration as we are now implementing policies that have taken down various nations around the world. But boy, oh boy, the similarities between Venezuelan fiscal policies and social policies, I can't help but notice the similarities in the Biden administration policies. I wanted to bring on Hugo Dante, associate contributor of Young Voices. Hugo, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Very good. I'm a little aggravated. You know, I never really wanted to be a slave in my country, and I'm kind of aware of what happens when iron-fisted fascists get in power, even when they're flaccid old men in diapers. So I wanted to bring you on to um, kind of discuss exactly what we should keep an eye out. And is Maduro, in fact, going to be a topic and do we have a chance of maybe American policies underwriting a country that has imprisoned its own people and destroyed the quality of life of the country? Well, I I actually doubt that we'll we'll end up providing any sort of support to Venezuela. Um, Maduro has actually been trying to uh, make trying to get the White House's attention, making some concessions, actually uh, finally giving up on. Um, on his opposition to the World Food Program bringing in food and humanitarian aid to Venezuela, uh, which is, I mean, it's literally just Maduro allowing uh, outside organizations to bring in food into his country, uh, hoping that that would get the, the attention of the Biden administration uh, and lead to some concessions from Biden. But the reality is, is there's a lot of really tough sanctions on Venezuela that were started from the Trump administration. The Biden admin uh, is going to have a lot of pressure, not just from people in the U.S., but from all over the world, not to let up on those sanctions. But when you have policies that are bringing $4 billion to other socialist, corrupt governments in Central and South America, what's the justification to not help Venezuela? Well, I think, uh, like, especially like when it comes to like some of the other governments uh, in South America, like perhaps... Uh, may, like perhaps wrongly so, uh, they may have a better image with uh, the progressive wing in the U.S. than Venezuela. I mean, Venezuela and Maduro is like quite overtly uh, one of the worst dictators in the world, and Venezuelans have been facing a, a pretty uh, a pretty visible crisis. I mean, the decline in quality of life has been dramatic. So any so Venezuela is more akin to like North Korea than it is uh, to the leftist governments in South America. So I think with that being said, it's, there would be 
it, there would be a lot more pressure on Biden if he were to to start making concessions or cozying up to Maduro than it would be if, uh, for him to become friendly to like Bolivia's president. Uh, so like, that's, that's the case. Venezuela is interesting to me because it went down in a, in a hurry. It took about 15 years, maybe less, for Venezuelan um, socialist Hugo Chavez may he burn in hell, that um, really implemented certain policies that dragged the richest country in South America into the hellhole that it is today. I remember, wasn't it at the G7 when Hugo Chavez gave Barack Obama a book? Am I misremembering that? Um, will there be co contact here? Um, is there going to be, and the reason I say that to you is, I am also aware of when teacher unions from my, my state, Illinois, the Chicago Teachers Union specifically, hold up Venezuelan education system as something to be modeled. So when you say the American left, I mean, I think you'd be more accurate saying the American Marxists. And my concern is I believe that they share similar policies and exact same um, strategy to take down America in the same way that the corrupt Marxist scum took down Venezuela. Yeah, I mean, Venezuela was I mean, sort of uh, definitely uh, definitely fell afoul of of quite a lot. Uh, one is declining energy prices, and then just like the serious corruption in the country. Uh, just uh, I mean, getting to the point now where like like as your institutions start failing and your your state-owned oil companies start to like really show the signs of just inefficient years of well, decades of inefficiencies, uh, just like compounding on each other as this crisis uh, continued on. Um, it's it's a really bad circumstance, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't end up going down a similar road to where uh, we allow uh, maybe like a more authoritarian government to start taking control of state. Uh, well, the state taking control of our industries. I mean, yeah. That's one thing to definitely be worried about. Um, in Venezuela's case, uh, and that was, I mean, like as as with a lot of Latin American countries, I mean, crippling corruption can really cause a rapid decline in the quality of life uh, in these countries. I mean, I mean, this, you can look not just at Venezuela. I mean, look at what uh, AMLO has done in Mexico as well. I mean, it's Mexico, a country that. Uh, stands to benefit pretty greatly from uh, the U.S. recovering from the pandemic and the economy starting to recover. And uh, Mexico, unfortunately, is any sort of economic recovery there is going to be held back by the fact that you have widespread corruption and the cartels uh, institutionalized in that country and uh, a government that has just continued to advocate for even more nationalization. So, and in fact, Mexico benefited not, from a lot of Trump policies, did they not? I'd say it's a, it's certainly a, a mixed bag. I mean, there were there were some policies, like especially the negotiated trade deal, that brought a lot of jobs from Mexico back to the U.S. So that that to an extent uh, could uh, could be. I mean, definitely was not good for the Mexican economy. Um, but at the same time, it's, I, I think I think any U.S. president, uh, most of the U.S. presidents, at least like for the past the past several, have not been particularly beneficial. I think the last U.S. president that was really beneficial to Mexico is probably Bill Clinton. But w when it comes to um, Maduro specifically, 
when I, I was so offended, Hugo, when the the Chicago Teachers Union had really brought praise to Maduro and the Venezuelan system. You see so many American Marxists pretending to be Democrats that are friendly to the kind of um, kind of abuses that Maduro gives his people as they pretend that there is some some um, altruistic education or health care system. Michael Moore with the Cuban health care system a few years ago. Do you think, in your opinion, in particular among young people your age, that if the American Marxist Democrat president were to cozy up to Maduro, that it would harm him or help him among younger kids who are have been brought up in this socialist ideology and indoctrination do you think it would actually harm him i think it actually may help him i'm curious to know what you think well i i, I think uh, uh especially like uh, any like uh, uber progressive groups that tend to romanticize um like a lot of these socialist governments where people's quality of life is like clearly and obviously like suffering uh that's just I, I mean, I think that's just a function of just growing up in absolute privilege and just being shielded from the realities of the world. I mean, I, it's it's honestly atrocious. Like you see organizations of what's it called, Code Pink, protesting for Maduro uh, outside of the White House. I've actually seen them. I mean, I... I, I so they're lobbying, uh, in essence, for yeah. Maduro. For Maduro, which is... Like insane to anybody who's seen the humanitarian crisis going on in Venezuela. I mean, to the point where the uh, Venezuelans are starving, and you you have this romantic like people are trying to romanticize this thing, and it's it's like if there are individuals who are deluded enough to think that uh, these governments are beneficial, and sure, they're. I mean. Just because medicine is a, fan, is a is a big export for Cuba, that doesn't mean that Cubans are doing well. I mean, Cubans are are living very oppressed, and it's people just whether there is some subset of like very radical young people who view that positively. The rest of the world would not look on Biden posing up to Maduro positively, and I think too when it comes to like the establishment uh, or really uh, like politics in D.C. I don't think there are very many allies for Maduro in D.C., thankfully, at least not now. I'm remembering, I'm remembering when Hugo Chavez took over, and I'm remembering the, the patterns of both massive spending, of promises of high taxation, which, which, that turned into nationalization. And I'm seeing so many similarities here as we just had a new poll released, 69% of voters support raising taxes on corporations and wealthy after the IRS leak. And I'm wondering what you're hearing among people in the generation your age at Young Voices. Are you hearing their susceptibility to buying the, the, the leaked propaganda by the IRS and showing that rich people don't pay taxes and the rest of it? Do you think that it's far off to think that, that what happened to Venezuela, what happens to all of these Marxist countries, do you think it's far off to think that it could, in fact, happen in a short period of time in America? I do think I do think young people are becoming maybe uncomfortably so um, very uh, more friendly to ideas that are um, very progressive. But I guess I would also point out that um, that when it comes to supporting taxation of corporations. It actually seems that you're also starting to see some support for that from 
conservative, which is actually a little confusing as well. It's like, where are you like, do you sort of like start to see this on both sides? So I, I'm actually my biggest worry, at least with young people, is seeing a big shift of the Overton window where we start focusing on maybe the wrong things, like moving away from uh, cultural conservatism and moving more towards this weird um this weird mix where both sides are almost like pretty much aligned on economic issues and then uh conservatives have pretty much conceded all ground on cultural issues yes. that's what i'm worried about with young people well hugo it's going to be a stronger burden for you than me i'm 53 i only got 20 more years of this nonsense then i'll be checked out i'll be like biden stumbling on the grass with my diaper hoping my nurse jill changes it <laughs> so there's an upside there hugo now you're a young man so you pick you pick a good state now what state are you are you living in and what state do you want to live in if it's a blue one well i i uh technically i'm a virginia resident so oh, i boy. live in the dc area um which is interesting because I guess, I guess, I mean, politically, I probably wouldn't align with this area, but it's a nice place. It's it's clean. It's uh, well taken care of. Listen, uh, at when, least Arlington is. Yeah, when a state's run so, by Democrats, you have to end that sentence with "for now." It's clean yeah, and nice I mean, for now. Believe me, I'll take you to areas of Chicago that 10 years ago were wonderful. We could go walk and get lunch. And now we're going to get carjacked, beat over the head, and have our wallets stolen. So remember, it only lasts like that for a little while when Democrats are in charge. Hugo, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Where can we find you? At youngvoices.com. What's the name of the site? Yeah, you can find me at youngvoices.com. You can also find me on Twitter at uh, Hugo Dante Jr., H-U-G-O-D-A-N-T-E-J-R. Thank you so much for joining me. Please join me again in the future. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments, 312-642-5600, when I return. All right, I got so many topics. I don't know which one to get to. I really don't, but I'm going to do a little hometown stuff. Because I've had debates with Chicago people all of my life as I rejected the corruption of the Democrat mafia that has destroyed the city of Chicago. I laugh every time they think somebody's going to go to jail or they're going to really get caught as the aldermen are fungible. It's a revolving door of stupidity and corruption and crime as they tool around in their $100,000 cars and they wield the power of zoning and taxation. It's just, it is truly the perfect mafia city in the perfect mafia state. So there's been a lot of talk about the most successful Don of all, Don Cheech. He's a short guy. He's still got the Zanza belts on, and he ain't ever going to jail. He's 80 years old. He's the Irish Mafia, the gnome. He's, 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 it's perfect what he did. He operated a system that not only crippled and bankrupted a city, he made untold millions. And there's an idea out there that this 80-year-old is going to end up in jail versus his castle in Ireland. I think you're all wrong, and he got away with it. Actually, the Chicago Tribune reporting that ex-Chicago alderman Danny Solis secretly recorded former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan on the... Now, Solis is a scumbag in his own right. So what he did is he did the, uh, he did the Valachi, the Sammy, the Bull. They pretend to be informants for the FBI, also riddled with Democrats. And now it's going to, ooh, it's really going to mount to something. A guy who's a, a team of one of the most powerful, successful law firms in the, in the nation, 
You think that Mike Madigan is going to go away because Solis has been beefing for six years and you think Madigan didn't know it? number of occasions, Solis said to be cooperating with the feds on a wide-ranging corruption probe. We're learning now that there are recordings that go back to 2014 with the Chinatown uh, deal, 2016 at the Democratic Convention. So one of the things that has become clear is that Solis has been given some significant breaks uh, for the crimes he is alleged to have done. And people wonder, why did he get such... From uh, Channel 9, the guy who looks like the... uh Son of Sven and Boris Karloff had an unholy forest preserve baby. And this guy has been a Democrat his entire career in Chicago. This is the other thing that fries me. These investigative reporters, as if they didn't know this 30 years ago. They had no idea. Had no idea of the Irish mafia that was ruling over Chicago with an iron fist. It's all a shock to uh, the uh, Channel 9 news reporter, Boris Karloff's kid. A good break, and now we know. WGN political analyst Paul Lisnick says that the news is a political bombshell. Solis, according yeah. to the Trib, making multiple audio and video recordings of the former House Speaker Michael Madigan, the longest-serving Speaker of the House in the country until he was... By the way, 312-642-5600, the longest-serving Speaker in the country. His hand puppet, his hand puppet is in the office of the of the speaker now. You didn't know this guy from a chili pepper. Scandalous record. Just a just an absolute kiss derriere political whore himself. Madigan draws the map. Uh, Pritzker signs it. You think Pritzker didn't know about this? The Pritzker family who have been Chicago oligarchs for what? A hundred years. And there's the Chicago voter. I'll to vote Democrat. I'm going to vote Democrat. You knew about it. He got away with it. He's not going anywhere. And Scalise or Solise, whatever the hell his name is, one of the 50 thieves we call Alderman, he walks too. Forced to step aside. Madigan has not been charged with any criminal wrongdoing, but the 79-year-old political power broker appears to be a target for the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Some of the recent recordings reportedly taking place at the 2016 Democratic National Convention. Part of the- Oh, you think any of the other Democrats know? The Democrat National Convention. Well, you think that, that, that Chicago is looked at with disdain by, by American Democrats like Biden or admiration? The focus during those conversations, according to the Tribune, involving a Chinatown property and a deal to build a parking garage. Madigan's private law firm specializing in real estate transactions. The deal was never consummated, but it... And that's why he's going to walk off. The deal was never consummated. He's got a team of the most powerful attorneys in the city. He got away with it. He'll be in his little mansion. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. You can always tell when it's getting later in the week. Johnny Rocket brings it down a notch. All right, I'm going to get right to the calls, although I do want we've got Tubin. He's back. Tubin. You remember that scumbag. Don't swear and don't whip it out. It's not Every rocket two. science. It's not, yeah, it's not. George, Libertyville. Sean, how you doing? I got to tell you, man, you know, what What a slap into a fa- in the face uh, to all of us by our crack FBI and DOJ. A guy, 50 years, Madigan, on the take, totally corrupt, fixing real estate deals. At 80 years old, the guy might serve two months 
in a, in, a, in an apartment uh, being under lock and key when at the same time you've got 30 and 40 year old men with families who walked through the Capitol unarmed who are now sitting in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day for doing nothing. With no lawyer. Yeah. Well, here's here's the With other no thing, lawyer. George. That's that that's shocking to me. We had Blagojevich on tape. The FBI had tapes for hours and hours, hundreds and hundreds of hours of him cutting deals with all of these guys, with all of them, including his father-in-law, another scumbag, another yep. part of the Democrat no. mafia in Chicago. Right. Remember, he walked his daughter and he just put her in one of his suits. That guy. And what happens to it? I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I have never seen a more feckless organization on the planet. Than, than the Chicago FBI. What the hell are you guys doing? It's ridiculous. All right, now, Nikki, what do you got, Nikki? Oak Park and schools, oh. I get nervous. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I just, I'm, I'm at a loss for what to do anymore. Uh, so I was proud to be working in a school uh, in a northwest suburb that had been open since August, and they opened it according to parent choices and survey, which I thought was cool. And we were open most of the years. There was what they called a, oh, God, they called it some kind of pause numbers but basically you know it was according to what parents want and i was like really proud to be at that school Mm -hmm. then i get this email they're going to have this national seed project coming in with a consultant and it's already set up for once a month and i don't know if parents are invited to it or just certain personnel but this this seed project of course ties in with critical race theory so i looked Mm -hmm. it up and some of it says, one of the articles, I guess one of the founders, this is just one of her article titles, which is White, uh, white Privilege and Male Privilege, a Personal Account of Coming to See Correspondence to Work in Women's Studies. I mean, it's just one of the things and articles they put up. And I just, I'm just at a loss of what to do anymore because that's a population that's a lot of immigrants from Europe. Mm-hmm. And they're not only first generation, they're, they're from Europe themselves. You know, there's mostly Polish and Serbians. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's some Russians and Ukrainians and some Greeks. Yeah. And I spoke to them. You know, we're talking about people like in their 40s. And I noticed yeah. the difference between the older immigrants versus the newer ones. Mm-hmm. The newer ones sort of already saw this in their country. So what they I see them doing is making money, which God bless them. I'm all for that. And they have like a place to run back to because they'll be wealthy in their old country. Well, and, and I, you the, know, I just see a difference. Well, the hope is that they're they're going to tell their kids. First of all, they're going to tell their kids to discount this nonsense. Number one, and number two, I mean, they're, see, they're the greatest hope for the future, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the stuff that just—I was hoping parents with the remote and how they have to record remote, or some teachers recorded it—that hmm. the parents. But there's been really nothing being said. And I look at some of these kids as I sit in the classroom. I'm not a teacher, but I'll be in the classroom sometimes around. And, you know, anytime there's a conversation about, oh, why don't you talk about something that you think is an injustice? And instead of just letting kids think for themselves or using Stossel in the classroom or something like that, or Prager you, heaven forbid, um, you know, they right away put out there, you know, like race. They, they, they just keep throwing it out there all the time. Yeah, well, this, this, there's a reason that they're throwing it out there all the time. They're trying to get the kids to understand that they're guilty for a crime they didn't commit. And they're trying to harm their, their dignity, their self-worth, because those are the kind of people that make loyal slaves to government. 
So this is what this is really all about. But here's the good news. If their parents are from those former Soviet states, they've already been down this road and they already recognize it. So hopefully they'll tell their kids, don't pay attention to a damn thing these idiots say. Fill out their tests, get through the school and live your life properly and why we came to America. But those are the only parents that will do it. The other parents in in Illinois that tolerate this kind of corruption and abuse that we talk about when we talk about the, the Chicago mafia, be it the political or the Marxist communist teachers union that has indoctrinated their kids to walk around and be those willful slaves. That's a lost cause. And that's why the blue states in this country will, will never pick their heads up. None. It's over with. Illinois, New York, New Jersey, all of them. Done. Over. Finito. But those states are not the ones that make the world go around anyway. Those states are welfare states. Those kids are just going to be, unfortunately, uh, ghetto participants and willful slaves to the corruption in which only the few oligarchs profit. This is a very organized system, and they're not going to beat it back if the parents are watching this. And that's what I thought the blessing of sending the kids home was. I thought that that the parents would look at this and say, I'm not sending my kid back to this stuff. You know, I, I, I came on and I talked about how expensive private schools are and how much you struggle. And in, in, in my case, it was worth it. But if I could do my life over again, I'd pay my wife to stay home and, be, and homeschool my kids. That's what I would do. But the reality is, if you've watched this at home and you've seen the incompetence of these other children, these, these other indoctrinated children we call teachers, tell your kids that they have no worth or they're guilty of crimes they didn't commit or they should walk around and be ashamed of their own race, and you're going to send your kid back to that, you get what you deserve. That's my opinion of it. So hopefully um, the immigrants, ironically, I have the most faith in that came here for freedom and liberty and capitalism and Americanism will stand up and teach their kids the right way. That's just my optimism. Um, and in the meantime, Nikki, get the hell out of that state. Get the hell out of it. I am. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. You'll owe yourself. There's 25 states right now fighting, fighting Biden. 25. It's, it's, a, it's an even split. Pick one of the 25 and run to it and make sure that that state remains non-marxist run that's yeah. all you can do yeah you know people that's, think that's that, what i'm aiming for people think that people that, that people that move from chicago to florida that florida is going to go blue or that they're going to no you're wrong i'm here to tell you you're wrong those people that come here from new york new jersey uh chicago even california they're here because they understand philosophically what destroys great states illinois was a great state completely destroyed by the mafia Led primarily by Madigan. Thank you very much, Nikki. And when I say led by him, it's it's an army. Madigan's just a stitch in time. It's an army. Um, but but can it be defeated? And you have to look at states where people consecutively vote for their abuser, and where a guy like Pritzker, who was on the FBI tapes with the scumbag Blagojevich, who beefed on everybody because he didn't know it mainly who got all the phone calls from all the high-ups in the Democrat mafia, yet, yet he's the only one that went to jail. And you don't think that there's people on the inside of what is supposed to be the, the righteous side protecting the guys like Madigan? I think you're, you're naive at best, and you're, you're, you're who they hope for. You're who they want to give that propaganda to. 312-642-5600. fast the two hours go by i really can't i want to jump topics but we got tony and us we go tony real quick what do you got going on hey sean what's going on man i love you guy 
Thank hey, you. real quick, but uh, yeah, you're talking about this corruption in uh, in Chicago. But I remember when I was a young punk, and I was living on Chicago Avenue, and uh, uh, it was actually Grand Avenue Pulaski. Remember Eddie Nedza? He was at Alderman out there, and there was a flea market out there at that time. All right. And he was with the mob. He was with the mob, and and I guess there was some. Do, the, do this, Tony. Do okay, allegedly, I'm, allegedly. Uh, allegedly, okay. Very good. So I was canvassing for him because I, I was trying to get a city job, you know, like my brother did. He, he, my brother, he's still with the water department. This guy's making like $60 an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like parking, he was parking uh, at, the, at the time a couple, you know, during all this, this riot. I mean, he was parking uh, uh, garbage trucks blocking the downtown. And yeah. he's calling me, he's bragging, yeah, I'm just sitting here, man, making $60 an hour. I'm like, you lucky. But but this, I mean, it kills me. You talk about corruption. It's like it, it reminded me of when I was trying to canvass for Eddie. It's a long story short. So Eddie Nedza gets nailed, and I'm canvassing for him. I'm like, I got no job now because they nailed him. You backed the wrong yeah. horse. Now, listen, before I let you go, how much does your brother weigh now? <laughs> well, no, he's actually in good shape, believe it or not. Really? He doesn't look like he was working out with Pritzker? Okay, it's very rare. The guys who get those jobs and stay in shape, I know a couple of them, too. They're fanatics, but that's very rare. Um, they normally oh, come in on an average around 320, which really kind of leads up to the Pritzker spouses. So thank you, Tony. I appreciate the call very much, and I'm glad you didn't get the job. You're better off for it, Tony. Thank you. Now, we were talking about the indoctrination system of children. This is something that fascinates me. We have American Democrats are subscribing to the ideology that has imprisoned millions and millions of people and has really responsible for the death of over 100 million people. That's what Marxism and communism, that's that's just the amount of people it's killed so far. Yet here in America, they're under the delusion that um, it just hasn't been done right. But they have some very fundamental philosophies that they build this system on. And one of those philosophies is contempt for life itself. It's, it's, it's what starts with it. It's the, it's the common denominator. They don't view people as individuals or with certain rights to their life or unalienable rights. They view them as just population. So that's how you can have a Stalin kill tens of 60 million people. That's how you have a Hitler pick discriminant races and kill millions upon millions and everywhere that the communist communist philosophy reigns that's the one undercurrent in america it's happened under certain rights and they've infiltrated our children with the idea that people don't have rights they're just things and one of the main staples in my opinion is women that feel justified in killing their babies I know it's not pop- popular but it's true i want you to hear a tech, a girl who graduated valedictorian and what her speech was. I'm not usually very good at expressing my gratitude for the people that I care about, Um, but I would like to say thank you to Coach. I think he's had a bigger role in my life than he realizes. A clip time left, but what this is is this new era of children that feel that when, when governors sign a heartbeat bill, that it somehow infringes on their right, but they're losing the concept of what that is. They view it as a right of abortion versus the taking of a life. This is a philosophy that is shared across Marxist ideologies, and the countries that share that principle have this very contempt for children. They have this very contempt for life. That is, in fact, how they rule over 
so many people that they disagree with. And that's what you're seeing in this country, the American Democrat contempt for the other side of the aisle or for a different belief structure. And it's pervasive and it's gaining steam in this country. Whether it's the kids that are arguing for their abortion rights to slaughter their babies, or it's the idea that there's 70 percent of Americans because of, of propaganda view that we should raise taxes on people who they deem wealthy. Everywhere you see, you just see the iron fist of Marxism creeping into America. It is represented by the American Democrats, and it must be combated. It starts with the kids. You have to teach these kids that this fundamental ideology they're following is what turned countries like Venezuela and Cuba and the Soviet Union into prison camps and hell holes. That although these new politicians may have their Brooks Brothers suits on, they're spewing a philosophy of 135 years old that has killed over 100 million human beings in this on the world. It has to be rejected. It has to be combated. Joe Biden has to be fought at every turn. So what you're going to see when he gets back from the G7 is more policies that are more in line with Marxism around the world. And they must be combated. It's got to be with our kids. Fast two hours. Can't believe it went that fast. I promise I'll have the clip for you tomorrow. I'll be back in 22 hours. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.